Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Breakfast on SEN. Well, there's so much happening in the cricket world right now in just about every format, but the second and final test between Australia and the West Indies starts today up at the Gabba, which is where we find the captain of the SEN commentary team, Jared Whaley. Jared, welcome in. Sam Kane, hello. Set the scene for us up in Bris Vegas, if you will. What are we looking like? It's glorious today, uh, top of 32, and it'll be sunny throughout. Uh, the trouble is, is if you followed any of the news services, you'll mm. know that there's a cyclone bound for Queensland, and the forecast is volatile, to say the least. Uh, early in the week, it looked like Saturday and Sunday could be a wipeout with sort of 50 and 70 or 80 mils of rain each day. But that that is changing routinely. So I think there's a degree of optimism that uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday will be largely uninterrupted. And then it might get a bit grim after that. But pink ball tests, what we saw in Adelaide, I think, and I don't mean to be disrespectful in any way, but I think three days would be plenty and keep in mind that last year at the Gabba, it was a two-day test match. That was against South Africa, but there was a bit of a problem with the pitch in that. But white ball, I think ball cricket does tend to move pretty quickly regardless. Yeah, and a volatile weather forecast, but volatile selection as well. A bit of COVID going through the camp and yeah. players coming in and out of protocols and playing with it and playing without it. It's uh, It's all happening. Probably a bigger threat than um, than the opposition in the way that it shakes up is just how unstable that could be. So Travis Head has had COVID and he's now through uh, and tested negative, returned to the Nets yesterday, but Cameron Green has tested positive. So as matters stand, if he's still positive this morning, he'll be in isolation in a in a different change room, which we have seen before. We saw it with Matt Renshaw in the Sydney test last year where he's sort of shunted away from the team. And then Andrew McDonald has tested positive as well. So that'll keep him out of the dressing room for the time being. So it's a bit like uh, I have a good deal of sympathy. A lot of households have had this, haven't they? As you just get one through it and then somebody else goes down. So that's what's happening in the cricket team. But uh, we're a long way from a couple of years ago where, where that would have caused all sorts of, of dramas and interruptions. Just got some breaking news as we mm. speak. Jared Tom Morris has uh, just tweeted that Simon Lethleen will depart as the Saints CEO. The club and him have mutually agreed to part ways effective immediately. We'll speak to Tom shortly. When do you go about getting back into footy mode? Because it's going to come around a lot quicker this year than what it usually does, Jared. Yeah, I'm a bit half and half. Oh, I've sort of got a bit of everything going at the moment. So, <laughs> yeah, boring. Yeah, my quick schedule is, is to test cricket here and then the Super Bowl in Las Vegas, a bit of test cricket in New Zealand, and then essentially land on the Monday leading into opening round. So, yeah, as soon as you get to the scratch matches and then the... That, and you know, and I'm a bit like everybody. I'm listening mm. to a lot of what you do. I'm following what Kingy's doing around the training sessions, um, and then we get to see it for ourselves through those scratch matches and the one round of practice matches. But yeah, as as soon as the uh, Australian Open finishes on Sunday, there's a good flavour of footy season from the following Monday. 
we've we've been speaking about the the Super Bowl. We're very jealous of yourself and and Brooksy and Vegas and what that will hold. It. Who are you barracking for to be in the Super Bowl? <laughs> Which game do you want? Mm. Which game do I want? Uh, so. A bit like everybody, I'm transfixed by the Detroit Lions story, yeah. uh, which we we know that so well, don't we? If you're a Richmond supporter or a Geelong supporter or a Sydney supporter or a Bulldog supporter, this is your story of a team that's had decades without any success. And their two home games where they've won have been absolute spectacles, mm. as much because of the... You know the the uh, the eighty year old who's been the ticket holder for sixty odd years sitting in the stands, and he gets focused on as well as Eminem, who has that great relationship with that city and is able to fire that crowd up. And Jared Goff, who was dispensed with after the the Rams had a disappointing Super Bowl performance. Um, and there's a bit of a are you a believer that this is a Cinderella story or are they a very well-equipped team that has harnessed the modern trend of a coach who has built culture above all else? So I suspect this has more substance to it than just that sort of cliched Cinderella run. And so if they were in the Super Bowl, it would be rather extraordinary. Um, The 49ers have so much, but Brock Purdy is the last pick from a draft and he's the quarterback and uh, he's just a little limited. So if the Super Bowl is a showcase of a great quarterback, he's not quite going to be that by reputation. The Baltimore Ravens have been the best team of the season and Lamar Jackson's going to be the MVP. Uh, So you're drawn to them as the best team and I never get tired of watching the Chiefs play. Um, Mm. And it was the first time they'd really looked like a contender in the win over the Bills, and I thought they were comprehensive. So I probably have a leaning towards the Ravens and the Lions and reading what's going on in the US. Um, that's that's the popular pick for something something new and something romantic. Jared, how have you viewed the summer of cricket just back on the uh, domestic front here? I mean, does it feel like we're treading water for our next Aussie summer? Or how, how have we gotten by, do you think? Yeah, yeah, I think, and that was what it was always going to be in prospects. Um, there was great cricket played in 2023, just none of it was mm. in Australia. And yeah, it was like, it was a holding summer. Pakistan were entertaining, which we were blessed by that, and we owe them a debt of gratitude. And the West Indies provided um, lovely stories, but they're just so inexperienced in Test cricket. And, and then the next two summers here are five tests against India. So this is the reinstatement of a five-test series against the global superpower, followed by an Ashes. So we're going to have two awesome summers of test cricket. It's just this wasn't, this wasn't it. So that's part of the debate around the future of the game is you don't want too many summers like this for test cricket in Australia where it's so cherished. But... The states who have done a great job with their test matches salute to Adelaide. That that's the best test of the year and has been for a long time. It's my favourite. People turned out regardless of opponent, regardless of what days it was on. Um, and Sydney and Melbourne have that. And now it's up to, to Brisbane to rediscover that, which hopefully they'll return to the start of the summer for the next couple. And then Perth have that huge challenge. Is do they actually mm-hmm. want their test match? Do they want to support it? So I hear nothing but excuses and whinging and moaning out of Perth, but it's on them to have a look at what happens around the rest of the country and, and get into it. And if they're not, then pass it up to, to another state that is. So, yeah, th- this was just an inevitable test summer. 
that had to be uh, that had to be got through to get to the to, to the fantastic stuff. And and the future is how many summers do you want to have without either India or England as your as your test opponent? And that's that's part of the changing face of of cricket and test cricket in mm. particular. Jared, great to catch up. Uh, good calling up there in Brisbane. Obviously, safe travels over to the States, and uh, we'll be hearing from you very, very soon. Thanks for your time. No worries.